May Day is a big day for a communist country like Cuba. But last Saturday's May Day was like the year before. In a pandemic and time of economic stress, people didn't show. Maybe it's another May Day, a sign of distress. When COVID first arrived last year, Cuba shut down. With plenty of doctors but no medicines to treat patients, tourism came to a halt. And that's how Cuba raises money to buy basic necessities like food and oil. But after trying to open back up tourism in fits and starts, COVID cases surging higher than last year as an already desperate economy declined 11% in 2020. Possible hope? The country, with a long history of biotech research, is preparing to test two homegrown vaccines. Meanwhile, the country hasn't seen such hunger since the Soviet Union went away and ceased sending aid. But something else hasn't slowed down. Cubans still finding Jesus. Faith in Christ leads to hope. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris sharing the great story that's all about Jesus. And we're in a series this week called Christ in Cuba's Pandemic. Yesterday, we began our series talking about how things in Cuba are like they were for many of us back nearly a year ago, very locked down. The COVID virus is spreading quickly on the island, and the government there has made life difficult for the people. But we also talked about how the Lord has been using our Spanish-language program called El Faro de Redención to shine the light of Christ over all the island in this hard time. I'd like to welcome back to the program Dan Warren. He's the director and speaker of El Faro. So, Dan, for those who don't speak any Spanish, what does El Faro de Redención mean? Thanks, Charles. It's great to be back with you today. El Faro de Redención in English is Redemption Lighthouse. Mm. And you know something we should mention about our program? Mm -hmm. We just crossed the three-year mark a few months ago of broadcasting El Faro into Cuba. And we've heard from so many listeners there, haven't we? That's right, Charles. We just crossed over the three-year mark, and we're in our fourth year now. And we're still hearing from listeners in Cuba about how El Faro has been meaningful to them, uh, not just during this hard time, but during all of the hard times in Cuba. El Faro is bringing the hope of Christ. We're going through a really difficult time due to this pandemic, but it's so good to know that our God is with us and that He is our hope. This has been a time where we have seen the hand of God extending His mercy, His grace, and His providence. It's been a time to dedicate ourselves to gathering, to pray, and to study God's Word as a family. And we can't let this opportunity pass to share with our brothers and sisters in Christ and the community, sharing with those in need what God has provided, not only the material, but also our spiritual riches. I exhort you to continue trusting in the Lord just as David says in Psalm 563, When I am afraid, I put my trust in you. Brothers, God is in control. He is sovereign, and nothing can separate us from his love. May God bless you. Charles, that was Jose from our feature 60 Seconds of Hope that we've been running every day. It's still running um, on the station going into Cuba, just bringing hope to people during this time from a Cuban voice. So it was so great to hear uh, Jose's thoughts. And just for anybody who's new to Haven Ministries and hasn't heard us talk about Cuba before, the listenership continues to grow. 
we continue to hear more from people all the time mm-hmm. uh, who mm-hmm. are listening and have found us or through word of mouth advertising have been told about El Fado. And uh, we're seeing it grow, Dan, aren't we? We sure are. One of the exciting things to me is to hear not just from people all across Cuba, but even uh, their neighbors to the south in Venezuela. Uh, the radio station is so powerful that while it's directional pointing through Cuba, it also reaches pretty far into the country of Venezuela, which we all know is a place that's desperately in need of the hope of Christ as well. So in Cuba and outside of Cuba, I'm really excited about how the listenership is growing, um, but not just growing in numbers, but growing in Christ. Well, Dan, uh, join me again here in a moment. We want to share how people on the island of Cuba have had to learn what it means to be content in Christ, even in challenging days. And it's a message every Christian needs to hear, no matter where we live. It's 2021 in most of the world, but as we've already said and said yesterday in Cuba, it's still June 2020. There are all these scarcities and quarantines and church closures. Entire provinces are closing down to the outside. But Christian Radio, through Haven Ministries El Fado broadcast, continues to boom across the island every day from a 500,000-watt radio station strategically located on a neighboring island. The light of the gospel keeps shining in, and fruit is born. Would you become a missionary with us to Cuba? We're now up to a challenge match of $60,000, a lot more than yesterday. Just call us after this program. Help us meet this challenge, $50,000, or $5,000, like one friend sent yesterday. Whatever you can send will help us meet this challenge. Call us after the program, would you, at 800-654-2836, 800-65-HAVEN. Or watch the new video we've put up and make your challenge match at our website, haventoday.org, haventoday.org. And now we open with Hillsong Worship, and what a beautiful name. You were the word at the beginning, one with Your hidden glory in creation Now revealed in you our Christ What a beautiful name it is What a beautiful name it is The name of Jesus Christ my King What a beautiful name it is Nothing comes to 
on Haven today. Thank you so much for taking part in this program called Christ in Cuba's Pandemic. Well, that was what a beautiful name. And Dan, give it to us in Spanish. In Spanish, it's Hermoso Nombre. I think you could say Hermoso Nombre, Charles. You could, you could do that one. I, I could try, but why don't I just say what a beautiful name. And it really is <laughs> as we think about Jesus and we think about the gospel of Jesus Christ. That works for me. We've heard from a lot of people inside Cuba. You already pointed out we're hearing from people outside Cuba as well, listening to El Faro. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. specifically, we mentioned how we're hearing more and more from more people every day. What are we hearing from people inside Cuba during this crisis? We're hearing from people in a couple of different ways. Uh, we hear people that are responding to the program, writing us on our uh, email or our WhatsApp messages, telling us that it's been encouraging to them during this time, and then asking us to pray um, that the Lord would provide. You know, and it's interesting to me, not all the prayer requests have to do with uh, coronavirus or the pandemic. I think sometimes we can forget that even though that is the big thing that's happening and, and the thing, especially in Cuba, that's, that's so challenging right now, people are still struggling with their day-to-day walk following Jesus, and they need encouragement, and they need prayer to uh, fulfill their callings as husbands and fathers and wives, and uh, to figure out how they can live faithfully in uh, in a context that's hostile to Christianity. Uh, there's so many things happening, um, and it's not just coronavirus. So we're talking about that, but it's encouraging to me that uh, the message of the gospel is impacting people in in many different ways uh, through El Fado. Uh, as we continue preaching Christ faithfully, uh, even in a difficult time like this. I think more than ever, Christians and people who need Christ are learning that the words of Jesus are so true. I am the bread of Mm -hmm. life. You and I have seen food shortages in Cuba before. I remember Mm -hmm. going in just a few years ago and there had been a hurricane that had come through and, and there were no eggs. In my entire life where I live, I've never seen a shortage of eggs. Hmm. But the hurricane had sucked all of the chickens into the air, and there weren't any chickens to lay eggs in Havana. And it wasn't until later when we were in another part of the country that we found eggs. But this food crisis going on is even worse than that, isn't it, Dan? It is. It's it's so difficult right now. You know, I remember... um, 
one time being in Cuba, sitting there at a at a table, eating dinner with with some friends, and uh, we were in a different town, traveling as we often do among many cities in Cuba, doing ministry. And Yamil was with us, who we heard from yesterday. And I recall he was asking someone where he could find onions. And then someone else, you know, down the way at the table said, oh, you know, you can find them in in this town. And then everybody wrote it down on a little uh, piece of scratch paper. And someone else said, hey, I actually found sweet potatoes at this other place uh, a couple miles down the road or kilometers in Cuba. Uh, It was fascinating to me. I realized people were sitting at the table making their grocery list. And the list wasn't, okay, I'm going to run to the grocery store down the street. It was you know, what towns do I need to visit to be able to fill my refrigerator and fill my cupboards with what I need? You know, mm. if that was the case before coronavirus, it's even uh, more difficult now to make the menu for the week. Um, I think it'd be it'd be great, Charles, if we could share this story from Uni, one of our dear friends in Cuba, where she talks about how she learned to give up uh, control over what's in her cupboard and what's in her refrigerator and uh, really learn to trust the Lord uh, to provide. Cuando leía, más vale tener poco con temor del Señor que muchas riquezas con grandes angustias. When I read Proverbs 15:16, better a little with the fear of the Lord than great treasures with turmoil. I like to remember of a time when I was a new Christian that I had a great desire in my heart to have food for many days stored up, and God began to speak into my life in a great way. I had to surrender and understand His will and His word because, well. God provides. And I heard that all my life, God will provide. People say it all the time, but I had never applied it to my life. But I began to understand the proverb. I started to have a peace in my heart when I would look in the fridge and see food for maybe one or two days. I felt content and simply thankful for what I had. But again, this only grew out of the wrong desire I had to have a huge stockpile of food in my kitchen. And it was a difficult time because I wanted that security because I had a child to feed and my poor husband had to deal with my insecurity as I would send him out every day to find more food and more food and always more. There was no contentment there. But when God showed me through his word that he cares for me and that I am under his wings, that I am his beloved, I began to trust and rest knowing that I would not be without food, not even for a day. It was a process. Nobody should assume that God changes everything right away. God begins working in our lives and in our hearts by His Word. So it was so refreshing to me to understand that God will provide, that God cares for His children, and that He has an amazing way of teaching us. He is a loving Father, and He provides our needs every day. Understanding this has been a huge blessing. So I invite all who are listening to look to God's word to find the answers, to find comfort, because that is the true source. In the Bible, which was written for us, for our growth, in every good teaching for us, we have to apply these truths to our lives. Again, that was our friend Uni. Thank you, Uni, for sharing that story with us. I think that's a message for all of us. Even if we can find eggs on the shelf, I know that all of us experience times of of difficulty, and they're definitely... Um, times when we need to depend on the Lord to provide. Uh, You don't have to be in Cuba to understand that that's a reality. So we need to look to God's word to find contentment and hope uh, whenever it is that we just can't seem to put all of the pieces together ourselves. We know the Lord will always provide. 
Mm, a good word for us today, wherever we are, and uh, even if we have uh, refrigerators that are full, and uh, even if our cupboards have more than we can actually partake of. Dan, I said yesterday we would have you preach, and I think it's time we have you preach. Uh, I know there's a series you did recently. I'm going to try it in Spanish. Contentos en Cristo. I think that means content in Christ. Uh, do you mind sharing that with us, only share it in English? I'd be happy to, Charles. You know, there's this universal um, problem that we all face, and that's a longing for things to be different and thinking that if things were different, then we could be happy. We could be joyful and content. It's a problem that's relevant far beyond Cuba, far beyond Latin America. It's, it's relevant for every single one of us. It's relevant for you today listening to these programs. Uh, so one recent El Fado series, like you mentioned, Charles, uh, that we aired was Christian contentment, contentos en Cristo. And we looked at this reality of crisis and difficulty in the Christian life, but also how we're taught in Scripture by command, but also by example, that we're to be content in the dark days of trials. You may never suffer the same things your Cuban brothers and sisters suffer, and they may never suffer the same things you do. But together, as you suffer in this curse-riddled, sin-fractured world, you look to Jesus together. And that's beautiful. It, it unites us in suffering as together we look to the Savior. So for a week on El Faro in the series Contentos en Cristo, we looked at how believers can be content in Christ no matter what circumstances come our way. Uh, we looked one day at the secret to contentment, something we learn especially from the writings of Paul. If anyone knew what persecution, tribulation, and suffering were like in this life, it was the Apostle Paul. For example, and I want to share this passage with you in 2 Corinthians, uh, Paul is defending here his ministry against the accusations of the so-called super apostles, and he writes defending the validity of his calling in part with what he suffered for the cause of Christ. Paul says, are they servants of Christ? I am a better one. I am talking like a madman with far greater labors, far more imprisonments, with countless beatings and often near death. Five times I received at the hands of the Jews, the 40 lashes less one. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. A night and a day I was adrift at sea on frequent journeys in danger from rivers, danger from robbers, danger from my own people, danger from Gentiles, danger in the city, danger in the wilderness, danger at sea, danger from false brothers, in toil and hardship, through many a sleepless night, in hunger and thirst, often without food, in cold and exposure." Charles, that's a lot of danger that Paul faced. Mm -hmm. uh, at one time, is. he even escaped in a basket let down through a window over the wall in Damascus when he was preaching, and he upset the city officials. Now, Charles, I don't know if you've ever been let down through a window in a basket um, <laughs> for preaching something on Haven. I know I haven't for preaching something on El Fado. But the point is, if anyone knew suffering, it was Paul. It seems like nothing went his way as he went about preaching the gospel. But Paul learned the secret of contentment. Before I get to that, uh, Jeremiah Burroughs wrote a classic book on contentment. He was a Puritan preacher, and this book was called The Rare Jewel of Christian Contentment. He called Christian contentment a rare jewel, and he used this great example. He said that basically when you're content because everything is going your way, uh, the economy isn't tanked, maybe the political power is to your liking, things we've been talking about this week uh, in Cuba, if that's why you're content, that's kind of like standing in front of a fire on a cold night. You get warm because the fire is warm, but if that fire gets put out, what do you have left? You freeze, because the source of that warmth was only external. And Burroughs says there's a better way to contentment. This really gets at what Christian contentment is. It's like when you put on a cold shirt on a warm day, and given a little time, your own body warmth warms the shirt up. 
Burroughs points out someone who's ill or has a disease may struggle to stay warm, even with the help of a fire that warms you from the outside. But a healthy person has warmth that's inside. It's inside out. It's internal. And the spiritual analogy is this. It's not that you have to come up with warm, fuzzy feelings on the inside. It's Christ in you and the power of His Holy Spirit at work in you that can warm you toward contentment, even in the worst of times, when the chill of crisis threatens to destroy you and take away your joy. The fire of the gospel burns bright and hot in our soul, warming us with affection for God. And in that, we're content. Mm. When your joy and contentment comes from Christ within, you don't fear danger and discouragement from without. To put a finer point on it, Paul has found the secret to contentment. It's not based on outside circumstances, but Christ in me. Christ in you. Philippians 4, 12 to 13. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. And here's the secret. Paul says, I can do all this through him who gives me strength. Mm, yes. It's the strength of the Lord in Paul, not the circumstances around him, that's the secret for being content in Cuba's crisis, in your crisis, as we look to Jesus together. If all you have is Christ, then you have everything you'll ever need. Listening to Haven Today, Christ in Cuba's Pandemic. I'm Charles Morris with Dan Warren. And Dan, we just heard some music from Sovereign Grace, didn't we? We heard it in English. We heard a little bit in Spanish, too. We did. That was Mi Vida es Cristo, or All I Have is Christ from Sovereign Grace. Mm. Dan, I'm so glad you could share with us today and also share part of a message that you've preached. Only you shared it with me and the rest of us on Haven Today in English. We just have an amazing privilege of sharing broadcast daily into the largest island in the Caribbean, 11 and a half million people. And Dan, I've been to places where there has been revival in my lifetime, and I've seen uh, how the gospel is so contagious, but I've never seen people excited to meet Jesus like I have in Cuba. 
It really is encouraging to me, Charles. Every time I go to Cuba, I feel like I walk away with some of that fire that, that lights the Cuban church, you know, with affection for, for the Lord. I feel like I'm so encouraged by their zeal and their joy in Jesus. And it's just so encouraging to me to be able to be a small part of encouraging them uh, in the gospel through El Fado's teaching. Mm. Dan Warren, thank you for joining me again here on the program today. Thanks for having me, Charles. It was a pleasure. Well, because of the pandemic, you can't go to Cuba right now. I can't go and visit Cuba right now. Dan Warren can't go. We would have been doing preaching conferences this year and last year had it not been for the pandemic. But together, we can be missionaries and share Christ through Haven's El Fado broadcast that blankets Cuba every day. Your gift can help stoke the fires of the greatest revival in the Western Hemisphere. We have a $60,000 challenge match, and your gift today will be part of a significant gospel outreach. So let me suggest you visit our website. Watch the new Cuba video that we've put up, and then make your challenge matching gift when you visit us at haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. Or call us right now if that's more convenient, and the number you can call is 800 Six five four twenty eight thirty six eight hundred sixty five Haven. And if you wanted to but didn't get to last week, we still have the five pack and single copies of the DVD American Gospel Christ Alone. You can ask when you call or get it online. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks for joining me with Dan Warren. Won't you come back again tomorrow? When again we'll get to share together the great story. It's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. If you want to win, concentrate on the finish line. If you just focus on your feet, it's too easy to quit. John had a vision and revelation in which he saw the new creation. The world remade after the return of Christ. In this new world, God lives with his people. There will never be an opportunity for sin or suffering again. Every sad and painful event will not only end, but also our tears are wiped away by his loving hand. The new creation is not for those who think they're perfect. It is for those who find sin's forgiveness. God's promised picture of the new creation keeps you in the race no matter what you suffer today. Spend more time with Jesus with Anchor Devotional. Visit GetAnchor.com.